I am Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack. Thank you for joining me on this journey, this journey of life, this journey of sovereignty, this journey of hope, healing. But also, as we are in this 3D existence, a journey of suffering, journey of pain, journey of trauma, a journey of battling and wrestling with demons, both those sent to us and those that are um, with us. And this is the, this is, I've been going through, I've been talking about this for a while and really I'm, I want to be done talking about it, but been going through such hellish experience with the health of my wife. And this morning I was talking to my wife and and a friend and just saying, you know, I'm tired of the fight. I'm tired of the fight. I've been fighting my whole life. My whole life has been one giant fight. And I'm tired of the fight. And I'm, I'm sure many can relate to this, just exhausted. But it's like every time I try to get some reprieve, Something happens, people act weird at work and life or something happens and my wife gets sick or there's just always something. And it's like, all right, all right, I got to do it again. I got to do it again. All right, you want to, all right, let's go. I'm going to get back up and and engage. And it's not that I want to fight and I'm not even, I hope this makes sense. Everyone listening. It's just that we have no option. There is no option to give up. There is no quit. That That is um, this seeping lie. Just quit, give up, but do not give up. I'm not going to give up. As much as I get exhausted, as much as I feel wiped and scared and, and sad and, and just angry as all get out at God. <laughs> not going to give up. And my dear brother and sister, my, my encouragement for you during this time is just don't give up. You want to win? Just don't give up. Hold on tight. Hold on tight to that, which you know, which you know about yourself, who you truly are, whose you truly are. Hold tightly onto that. I really believe it's just such an interesting thing. There's revival, quote unquote, revival breaking out at a, a college. I think it's Ashbury College. There's there's a lot of things going on that don't look like the norm of what we've come from. Also, though, institutions, everything's this simulation by the this matrix programming to confuse us. And confusion is the enemy. I would just, one of the things I want to make very clear today in this podcast, confusion is the enemy. God is not the author of confusion. Truth is of God, but confusion is not of God. 
Now, God allows confusion so that we can experience one to know the other. Okay. Truth is what allows us to breathe more deeply, be more present, expand our lungs, be reconnected to the divine within and without. God is truth. God is love. God is light. Okay. So confusion is not of God, but we have certainly experienced confusion. You might be experiencing confusion right now. In the midst of confusion, don't give up. Just don't give up, my dear brother and sister. It's such an interesting, this podcast, you know, whether you listen or not, I, I don't even know sometimes I put these episodes out. It's more, sometimes I feel like for my own, my own health as it is to be a blessing to you, which is my desire. But it, it just seems like this reality, this world, people, systems, media, frequencies, energy, vibrations, sounds, the body, the spirit, the soul, the mind, everyone's opinion. Everyone has an opinion. The legalistic world, the black and white, this or that, you're in or out. All this stuff is playing in this 3D reality. But I want to tell you something that I hope blesses you because it's something I had to tell myself to bless me is that no one else on this earth is walking your shoes. No one else is walking your shoes. Not, not one person. So when you go to church and they tell you how to act and how to behave, they haven't walked your shoes. When you go to school or go to work and they tell you how to act or behave, they haven't walked your shoes. They don't know your experience. They don't know your story. And when we blanket statement this for everyone, you can't do this. You shouldn't do this. You should do this. You shouldn't do that. Look, not everyone should drive a car. Not everyone should own a gun. Not everyone should eat sugar. Not everyone can have gluten. I mean, there is like no blanket statement in the 3D reality that applies to all people. Every person is on their unique journey, their unique experience, their unique human and soul conjunction here in this time-space continuum, whatever this is. And I've been playing a lot. I mean, I have looked inside and out, up and down, timelines, multiverse, religion, text, prophecies, all sorts of stuff. And I, I, whether it's my own experience or meaning it's my own experience that I'm trying to craft this narrative to make myself feel better, or it's actually the truth yet to be determined, but it does resonate more with me. See, I grew up in the religious world, a Christian religious world, and they teach that Jesus died 2000, you know, we're in year 2023, supposedly, and that Jesus was born year zero, supposedly, and lived 33 years, coincidental number, and supposedly was crucified and resurrected three days later. We're told it's during Easter, even though that religion is celebrating Ishtar, <laughs> the goddess, the queen of heaven. However, 
we're told this timeline. So we're told 2023, we're told all these things and that Jesus is, this is the Christian narrative that Jesus is coming. There's going to be seven year tribulation. The antichrist is going to uh, reign for during those seven years. And then Jesus comes with his saints, wipes them all out, fire, brimstone, just a gnarly battle. The, the, the Armageddon battle takes place. And then all of a sudden there's peace on earth for a thousand years. Jesus, quote unquote, reigns and rules on the earth for a thousand years. And people don't die during those thousand years. And and it's supposed to be where the lion lays with the lamb and everything is at peace. And well, I'm thinking you, Jesus is coming back to rule and reign in this, this mud flooded old world uh, melt, like brick melt, fast food, chemically poisoned. Like everything is so crazy. This is what he's coming to rule and reign for a thousand years on. This almost seems that would almost seem like punishment in, in my view. Right now, it would seem like punishment if Jesus came and ruled and reigned on these stupid building, you know, temples, and it's all bullshit. That's what, this is what I'm gonna say. It's all bullshit. I really believe, and I've been playing with this idea. And so, this might be anathema to many of you, and I completely understand, and I will hold space for you. But I'm in the book of Revelation, which means to reveal. The revealing the apocalypse means veil being removed so the revelation taking place which is a gnarly book if you read it after jesus rules and reigns for a thousand years it says that satan is loosed for a time and season okay now why would satan be loose for a time and season if Jesus had just reigned for a thousand years, it's because some people would have lived through the thousand year reign of Jesus Christ on earth who had not accepted the love of God in their heart. So they lived in it. They were under the rule of it, but they didn't choose it for themselves. It was by default. It just happened. So the choice, which is the ultimate 3d experience, we are coming to choose left or right, this or that good or evil up or down, Light or darkness, fear or love, like this is a duality. This 3D experience is to choose, which is Joshua, the very first book named after a man in the Bible, the sixth book of the Bible, Joshua's six letters says, choose ye this day whom you will serve as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. So this entire 3D existence is about choosing. So Satan is loose for a time and a season. Now, Satan means the accuser. So anything that accuses and, and puts you at threat of violence or of your life, ultimately. So this whole police state, this whole matrix system, this whole surveillance world, this whole is everything is satanic because it accuses. Satan's loose for a time and season. And during that time and season, everyone's choosing. And then it comes and this, I'm just talking through the Revel book of Revelation. Then Satan's bound and, and chained with the chains of Revelation chapter 20 and thrown into the lake of fire and death and hell are thrown in the lake of fire. Like everything's thrown into the lake of fire. And then you get in Revelation chapter 21, this all of a sudden beautiful picture again of the garden of Eden where living water flows in the four rivers and it's. It's peace in that there's a new heaven and a new earth at the very end of Revelation. 
I'm like, are we not living in that time and season that Satan was loosed? I mean, if you had the power to control the narrative, rewrite history, put in psych wards in the late 1800s and early 1900s, people that perhaps lived through the end of the millennial reign of Christ. And this is something I'll get into. We're taught in school that the dark ages lasted a thousand years, which is so fascinating that if it was complete antithetical narrative being placed on us that the millennial reign of Christ, they call now the dark ages and they talk about all the evil that took place, but perhaps Tartaria, which if you haven't gone down the Tartaria path of understanding, Tartaria had a flag of the Griffin. It was in, I think all the way up to 1912, the Britannica encyclopedic. Yeah. The Britannica encyclopedia as a nation, as an empire on the earth that we don't even know about, not taught about. And they had all this technology and they had free energy and, and just a whole bunch of wild things. You can, you know, the timelines are merging right now. So you can see people in old photos, black and white photos that they're on cell phones, or you can start to see like the hieroglyphics and, and were they on tablets? Like what is going on? What is this realm? Are you telling me that we are the most advanced civilization on planet earth? earth right now but we're all eating this shit food and fake and we're believing that avian flu kills birds i mean we're believing every the humanity is believing everything but it's only bringing more confusion not freedom see tr- why how do we know it's not truth because we would be free if it was truth but because we are not free we know that everything that is said is a lie which causes confusion. The lies cause confusion because deep down we are made in the image of God. Deep down our souls are connected to the most high. And we know somewhere, somehow this isn't right, but we take people take all sorts of things to disassociate or cope because it's life is, can be incredibly hard. So there's no judgment in it of coping because we all have to cope. We all we can't just die. So we have to keep living But it's in that coping that people get steered in this manipulative system that keeps them slave. So I've been playing with the idea that we're at the very end end of the Bible. That entire history is a lie. That from Adam to Jesus is 4,000 years. From Jesus to now is 2,000 years. That's the six days of revelation. After the six days, God rests. That's the seventh day that would be the millennial reign of Christ. Or (laughs) all that happened so long ago, which is why we have all these buildings that are in ruins that if it truly, my dear brother and sister, wherever you are, what town you're living in, if you walk by a building and there are windows coming out of the sidewalk, or they have windows on the ground below, you know, I just want you to know that building goes so deep into the ground and there were mud floods and that just washed whole areas away and wiped things away, which is fascinating. Like what caused it? Did the grid heat up? Was it, or was St. loose and just destroyed it all? Either way, they have conditioned us to believe that orphans were normal back in the day. Like, Annie and Great Expectations and all these books like Orphans and Charles Dickens, just orphans everywhere. Well, what happened to the parents? Oh, there was a great reset. They wiped them out. The ones that didn't die got put into psych wards and look up psych wards and how many there were. And it's just crazy that even the reasons why people got put into psych wards. It's insane. 
you could get put in psych ward for uh, political excitement, religious excitement. I mean, just like the crazy stuff. Well, why would you have to put people, what type of people were religiously or politically excited? Ones that knew the truth. So it's easy to reset humanity. I mean, I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's, it is, uh, yeah, it's an easy concept, I guess. I can understand like, well, this is just the components you have to work, manipulate, cut off, and then you can re-educate people. I mean, the whole school system is built on know these facts so that you can pass. If you don't know these facts that we tell you are facts and you can't move on, your life will be destroyed. You won't be part of our slave economy of working for these 40 hour jobs for these fiat dollars. And we manipulate the market anyway. So anytime we want to take from you, we'll take from you and good luck. This cannot be, and I know we're moving it. And so I don't want this to be a hopeless message. But if your faith is in the system, the system is crumbling at warp speed right now. And it is our job, and this gets back to the very beginning of this, where it's like the fight. Right now, we are ultimately, ultimately choosing whether we will choose life, love, God, us in that choosing our right mind, our right heart, our right body, our right soul, our right spirit, and alignment, which is what true righteousness means. It means to be a right and alignment in the presence of God, in the presence of love, walking in the truth. Or we will stay in the frequency of mind control, manipulation, perversion, coercion, threat, violence, intimidation, sickness, disease, all these things. And Just the pauses and you can't go to the system that makes you sick expecting to get well. Can't drink poison water expecting to be healthy. So when we keep, if you're in that system and you keep looking for the system to fix you or fix the problem, the system is the problem. So the answer is to detach and go. And I, this seems so trite. It's like go within, go within. What this means is God exists within you and without, but the closest you can get to God is within. Enter boldly before the throne of grace. That's what the Bible says. Enter boldly before the throne of grace. Well, how far away is that throne? Do you have to travel light years and fly out into Or are you right here? And when you pray, God is with you. God is hearing you. God loves you. God does love you. God loves me as much as I have just had drag out in fights with God lately. It's actually, I know he loves me because I can have these drag out fights with him. It's like, oh, Jesus said, I don't call you servant. I call you friend. I'm like, well, then I'm going to talk to you like (laughs) my friend who I'm really angry at right now and just let it rip. And it's like this amazing thing happens where God, I feel like almost amused and like, what else do you have? (laughs) What else do you have? And all of us that are going through suffering are, we are counted as the saints. I want you to really understand this. When Satan, the accuser 
goes before God's throne because that's what he does. He's allowed to accuse the humans. Why? Because humans are made in the image of God. So we are the most powerful creatures on this planet, on this realm, on the earth. We are. Nothing else. We are. Satan then goes, let me go and accuse them. Have you seen what they've done? Because they've forgotten. We have forgotten our divine right. We have forgotten the command to subdue the earth. Take dominion over the earth. Take dominion over your heart. Take dominion over your mind. Take dominion over your family. Take dominion over your, your belongings. You, brother and sister, you take dominion. But those that don't, Satan says, hey, let me let me show you, God, where they're messing up. And God, in his love, covers and heals and corrects. But Satan goes and says, you know, who, you know, I, everyone's fallen. And God says, have you considered my servant Job? Now you and I are the Jobs of the era that we are in. We are. And even though it seems like Job lost, he never cursed God in his heart. And he got double quadruple blessings upon blessings, that which he thought he lost. And he did lose a lot. The whole point of Job's story is it didn't destroy him. He was walking in God's love. Despite all the pain, despite all the trauma and people turning their backs on him and accusing him and his closest friends supposedly calling him all sorts of names, whatever you're going through, People call you all sorts of names or they deride you or they they false accuse you of things. Just know that this too shall pass and to stay in love and to stay on the course of walking in the love of God, the truth of God, the beauty of God within you and talk to God. This past Monday, I was at a doctor's appointment and I was by myself in this room and just struggling. And I'm like, God, do you even love me? Like, and I just started sobbing because I've had such a fucking hard life. Even my friends are like, you have the craziest stories. And I'm like, I know. And I don't ask for them. I don't want them. Like I, it's just been this journey of the most bizarre coincidences or things or people or like, God, you even love me. And even as I'm asking that, sitting here thinking, looking outside the window, I'm like, does he love me? In my heart, I know he loves me. The disconnection right now that I'm experiencing is the love I feel, and I can, I'm can i just getting hot right now, like sweating a little bit, just talking about this experience, is the love I feel in my heart from God doesn't match the external reality that I see. And that makes it challenging. But this is why I'm saying, hold on to that which you know. Because as we hold on to that which we know to be true, to be good, to be loving, whether it's your children, your your spouse, hold on to that. Keep doing your best. Keep 
putting goodness out and love out and truth and mercy and keep shining. Because ultimately, whether you can identify people who are causing angst or anxiety or struggle or frustration or fear in your life, they are not living your shoes. They have never walked your shoes, nor have you walked theirs, but you are the hero of your own story. You are the, you are the protagonist of your story, right? My job as your brother is to remind you that you are the protagonist of your story and you get to be the hero of your own story. So this whole point of me sharing and, and someday when we do stadiums filled with tens of thousands of people experiencing the love of God, walking in the love of God, healing and holding each other and, and just this beautiful humanity celebrating goodness and beauty and truth and freedom because it will come. I say it is so, it is coming. I've seen it since I was a kid. I know what is coming, dear brother and sister, hold on. For the new heaven and the new earth is on its way. Earth is an anagram for heart. Heaven is a conjunction of heart and even. So the new balanced heart that we stand on and that is also within us is coming. Where love and light, truth, beauty, and goodness will be the laws of the land, which they are right now. It's just been taken from us. And I don't know if we wake up one day and everything looks different. I don't know how it's going to unfold. I'm fascinated that it's taken this long. But someday at some time, we will be on the other side of this. And when that day comes, I hope to look around and see you standing, bruised, sure, battered, sure, bloody, yeah, probably, <laughs> but still standing. And together, we are the sovereign of the land. We are the kings and queens. We are the healers, the true healers of the world. We are the hands and feet of the Most High. We are the expression of darkness is not a counterforce to light. Darkness exists in the absence of light. And we, the light workers, we, the light bearers, we are God's ambassadors here now to take back dominion subdue that which is wild and teach the world again how to love one another, how to love God with every fiber of our freaking being and how to love one another. This is the message, dear brother and sister, this is. So no matter what you're going through, how hard it is, and I know it's hard. I'm not saying it's not hard. I know it's hard. And you're stronger than it. You're bigger than it. Just remember and hold on to that which you know. Hold on to love. Hold on to truth. Because eventually when we get on the other side of this, whatever time, year we're in, whatever's going on, this craziness, this silliness, these fake actors playing these rulers of the world they're liars and thieves and cheats and evil and and vile perverse creatures they do not get this land this is our land the meek shall inherit the earth meekness is strength under control and we have shown our strength 
under control by not doing that which they do upon us. And it is God's choosing when it will be over. It is our opportunity to choose to stay and last to the very end. So I bless you, dear brother and sister. I love you so much. Every lie will be revealed. Every single lie. Every lie will be revealed. Every lie. It is so, and I say it and I claim it to be. Every lie. Every every compromised person. Every person who has operated under the threat or duress of another wicked person and acted and thinks that they're innocent, but actually doing that which they know deep down they would not want done into themselves. Every lie will be revealed. May you be found in truth. Maybe you be found free. May you be found delivered, walking, standing, and if you have to, fighting to hold your ground. There is no accident that the book of Ephesians in chapter six, by the way, six is the number of man, has the armor of God, put on the whole armor of God, having done all to stand, put on the whole armor of God, helmet of salvation. Salvation to salivate, to, to when you salivate, you're in the presence of. So helmet of your your mind is in love. You're dwelling in love. You're thinking about love. Helmet of salvation, your breastplate of righteousness. So your heart is right standing. It's balanced heart. Breastplate of righteousness, shield of faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God, the Bible says. Your faith must increase. And this is the time. That's what I mean. Hold on to. Just hold on. That's faith. Faith, shield of faith, your loins gird about with truth or your belt of truth. Truth protects your sexual reproductive area. Truth protects your genetic code. Your feet shod with the preparation of gospel peace so that wherever you walk and you can walk swiftly and not be stuck, you bring peace wherever you go because you are not a person of war. You're a person of peace. Blessed are the peacemakers. Sometimes we have to make peace. You have to shine light where there is darkness and where the cockroaches and jackals and hyenas all like to lurk. You shine the light because you have the feet shot of the preparation of the ghost spell of peace. Go bring good news. Go bring the nothing that people are going through can withstand the power of the most high. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. What is the word of God? It is love. It is to love God with every fiber of your being, your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you love your neighbor as yourself. That is the word of God. It is love. And that is the most powerful sword that you have. Doesn't mean it's the Bible. No. For the sword of spirit existed well before the Bible was canonized. They're written down. No, the sword of spirit is the word of God. And the word has always been to love God and to love each other. That's the sword. And the spirit moves on your behalf when you speak in love, walk in love, live in love. Okay. So this is the message, my dear brother and sister. And I'm so excited for when the truth is taken back away from the Christian church. I'm so excited when the truth is taken back from every religious institution. Truth exists outside of whether your pastor or denomination affirms it. You can tell a tree by the fruit it bears, whether that fruit be good or whether that fruit be evil or wicked. And what is the fruit of the spirit? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, gentleness, 
faith, temperance, meekness. Against such, there is no law. There's nothing to condemn when you walk in love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, gentleness, faith, temperance, and meekness. And I covered all. Anyway, dear brother and sister, I love you. Really, really love you. And you're going to get through this. I'm going to get through this and we will celebrate on the other side. I love you. I got more guests coming, but today I'm just going to do the solo episode and hopefully it blesses you. And if it does, I would love to hear it. Make a comment, send a note, whatever. Just, I hope this blesses you. And I would just love you to, you know, what, what stood out in the comments, whether you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening on a podcast platform, what stood out? What's blessing you? What do you need prayer for? What do you need support in? We need to help each other, support each other. We are not lone wolves. We are the mighty wolf pack. We just happen to be sprinkled out throughout the earth. So go ahead and comment. I'd love to hear it and uh, sending you all love. I am Lucas Mack. This is the Golden Rule Revolution. I will talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com